0: You know when something is a yes. When it's a hell yes, your body lights up. Your mind will focus on that thing and it's as if you don't really even have to make a choice. The choice has been made. Yeses live inside of us because of all these things I'm weaving together. The values and the vision and the non-negotiables, all these things are working in tandem to give you signals when something is meant for you to say yes to it. Hello, love. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Henning, OG Sheetanist, Conscious Life and Relationship Coach, Master of Psychology, and Spirit Junkie. And I invite you to join me as I explore the big questions and even bigger feelings of what it means to be alive. Casual, right? I offer myself as the permission slip to hang up society's mask and see just how pleasurable life gets to be. From philosophy to psychology, inner child to inner demons, sorcery to sexuality, I tap into it all. So leave your labor at the door and make the mundane magical again. Welcome to the Permission Portal, your safe space for radical permission. Are you ready to up-level with someone who gets it? Good, let's go. And just like that, we are at March, which begs the question, how the heck did we get here? How was it already March? I'm literally wondering where the heck January and February went, and I'm going, oh, right. We've already had those months. I mean, honestly, for those of you who don't know, and I'll get into this later in the episode, we're kind of starting our astrological new year pretty much now. So it kind of gives us this chance to sort of reset once again, kind of letting January and February be sort of, you know, those beginning of the year months, we kind of need to cushion the blow that comes after the holidays and really aligns us into that year where we really get to kind of question and reframe, like, what are we a yes for in this new year? Oh, and there it is the theme of today's episode. But in this solo session, as I examine the importance of a value system and explore what saying yes truly means, I also want to celebrate this Astro New Year. So give yourself permission to do something fun. Enjoy it. Create a ritual. Do a pleasurable practice. But really allow this week to be a reset. And if you're sort of not feeling into that energy, that's okay too. But I think that anytime we get sort of an energetic shift, and that's kind of what this Astro New Year is, we should take advantage of it. And I just caught myself shoulding on you. Please do not should on yourself or on others. But all I mean to say is we get another energetic opportunity to reset, reframe, and reclaim what we really want. So why not take it? But before we hold that sacred solo space today, I like to start off every episode with a little grounding first in what I like to call good juju. So wherever you are, I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Now let's do that again, but on this next exhale, I want you to imagine all of your to-do lists, emails, Phone calls, text messages, worries, stressors, and anxieties slipping away. Letting go of them completely. Imagine them lifting off of you. And smile. Trust that they're waiting for you after this time together. But give yourself permission to tune in and to tune inward. Let's take one more deep breath in. And I invite you to ask yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I could take over the world right now, and 1 being not so much, where is your mood right now? I also like to draw upon a little extra energy to really bolster the feeling of the topic that we get to dive into, And today, I'm pulling from the Wild Unknown Tarot deck by Kim Kranz. And today, I actually pulled three cards. So if you'll bear with me, this reading bears the Four of Cups, the Nine of Pentacles, and the Emperor. The Four of Cups tends to get a negative rep, but it actually carries a very nuanced message. It suggests a person who is maybe closed off from opportunities, but... Saying no to things that are offered to you isn't always an indication of apathy. Sometimes it's an indication of knowing you need to withdraw inwards instead of seeking what the outside world has to offer. It's kind of like a stabilizing of emotions. The Nine of Pentacles asks us to consider what is our current relationship with our worldly pursuits? Are we satisfied? Are you getting what you need from what you're doing Are you governing yourself wisely? Consider how you might refine the ways you show up in the world. This also asks us to enjoy where we're at, but continue the fine work of building a life that is just right for you. And finally, the emperor. When this card appears, it may ask you to consider how you can further step into your role as the CEO of your life. It may take some time to step up, but if you want your life to go in a direction, the emperor asks you to consider how a beneficial structure can actually ensure that you're steering the ship that way. Damn, okay, I feel this. Let's see how the juju weaves in today. I also want to disclaim that I am not a licensed therapist. As a friend of psychology, I highly recommend seeking out a medical or mental health professional if you are experiencing any psychological or medical issues. Now, let's dive in. Hey, my loves. I am back for another solo session. And on this episode, I'm breaking down a question you may have heard me pose before. What are you a yes for? Now, this question may seem intuitive, but I challenge us all to dig deeper into what this question really means. As I mentioned at the end of every episode, or rather I guess just last week's episode, I ask my guests what they are a yes for. And in fact, I actually ask a lot of people this question all the time, both in coaching and in life. Without thinking, most people begin to list key attributes of their lifestyle. I often hear like quality time with partners, healthy eating, exercise, music, hard work, travel, the list goes on. What I'm listening for in these things are actually the values that lie underneath, the drive. So I'm gonna talk a lot about this today, and I'm gonna disclaim. if you start to get lost, I'm gonna to try to pull you back and hope you don't get lost in the middle there, but you know, I'm gonna do my best to anchor this. <laughs> if purpose is the destination and pleasure is a guide, values are the drive behind the journey. So when I'm asking people what they are a yes for, I'm expecting these types of answers, the things that make up their life, but what I'm really listening for and hoping to hear are the values underneath these things. When we are in the bustle of making life decisions or up-leveling with major or minor changes, our values are what align us to feel that we are doing what is right for us. By now, you've heard me talk about pleasure, but I will continue to remind you that when I say pleasure what I'm saying is radical self-permission or radical self-acceptance. I like to use the word pleasure because I'm really devoted to redefining what that word means in our culture. To me, pleasure is the radical self-permission to be in acceptance of what we really want, who we really are, and to live a life from that place. What I'm saying is one might suggest that pleasure is one of my values, when in fact, to me, It's a more encompassing way to describe living in alignment with my values. Shedonism is literally the philosophy of me living in alignment with my values. So when I talk about being a Shedonist, all I'm really saying you are or that I am is a person living in alignment with their values. It just happens to be a really pleasurable experience when you do that. Why? Because you're living on purpose. You're going to hear me say this often and probably annoyingly so. So because I'm talking about pleasure, I'm also gonna thread in the permission portal. This is your permission slip, a reminder to tune in and tune inwards to what you deeply desire. And to do so, you must give yourself permission. Why not let it feel good? So the ways that we can figure out how to feel good is to talk about our values. You with me? So values. Without them, we run the risk of living kind of aimlessly, making choices and operating on impulse, hoping that some right turn will lead us to fulfillment. One of my coaching mentors, Alyssa Nobrega, accurately points out that we might know what we want, but we aren't always fully aware of what we want. And this kind of goes back to the notion of Grocking, right? You've heard me talk about grokking at the end of each of these episodes, but basically, grokking is the intuitive knowing of something without having to be explained. You grok what you desire as, and you can feel or maybe even slightly taste the life or the next step you want to make, but you aren't entirely sure how that next step manifests. And I don't want to say what the next step is, but rather how the next step is. This will make more sense, I promise. Since values can change over time, it can be harrowing to narrow down which values you value most. <laughs> hey, permission for puns here, okay? We all have idealized values that we tell ourselves we are aligned with, right? I mean, come on. Everyone is quick to name love, trust, kindness, compassion, loyalty. You get it. The idealized versions of ourselves fit the mold of that human mask that society tells us is good and acceptable and deserving of praise and deserving of love and deserving of these values in return. And hey, I'm not knocking this or you. I'm human too, okay? I value love and trust and kindness and loyalty just as much as the next human. Oh, and compassion too. Crap, compassion. Yeah. But you see, we have to be honest with ourselves. If you can sit with yourself long enough to mine out five top values that align with your real self, then we can get somewhere. And if you aren't sure what values are at this point, here are some ideas. Values are things like courage, discipline, inspiration, family, being present, harmony, willingness, respect, responsibility. Oh, and how about joy or pleasure? When I get to know someone or when I start working with someone, I begin to explore what their values are to understand why they do what they do. And in coaching, I use these values to assist you in clarifying what you are doing and what you want to do to move closer to your goal or deeper desire so that you can save time on the endless external options that exist outside of your value system. There's so many things to pick from. And if you're sort of grabbing on a whim, how the heck are you going to get closer to the thing you really want? Knowing your values allows you to spot opportunities when they come along so that you are living in alignment with the vision of your life. And as I said, when you're living your values in every part of your life, you're living on purpose. Knowing your values allows you to spot opportunities when they come along so that you're living in alignment with the vision of your life. When you're living your values in every part of your life, you're living on purpose. So what are my values? Well, that goes back to my original question. What am I a yes for? I've thought about this a lot over the years and like I've said before, values can change over time. When I was younger, my values looked really different compared to my values now. So much so, I'm not going to share what my values were as an adolescent right now because I'm not entirely proud of them, to be honest. But that was in accordance to who I was and what I wanted out of my life then. Now, it's a little different. But because I've said yes to experience, because I've given myself permission, because I've said yes to myself, I'm able to identify what I'm always moving towards or what I was moving towards so that those values could change, what attracted me, what I would show up for. According to Aristotle, we are what we repeatedly do. More directly, we are what we say yes to. Every second of every day, you're saying yes to something. Every time you do something, you say yes to that thing. Every time you hop on Instagram and begin scrolling, you're saying yes. Every piece of food you put in your body, You're saying yes. Right now, as you listen to this episode, you're saying yes. When you say yes to anything, you kind of say no to almost everything else. Every choice has embedded opportunity cost. Every choice is pretty costly. Saying yes isn't free. Actions provide a signal to ourselves, right? Or rather, our actions are self-signaling. Every time you do something, it sends a signal to yourself reminding you what type of person you are. Whatever decision you make, you'll likely decide you are that type of person. For example, if you wake up for a full morning routine at 6 a.m., you'll tell yourself, I am the kind of person that wakes up early with a routine. <laughs> if you're the kind of person that you know, has a million friends and likes to have those friends over all the time, you'll tell yourself, I'm a person who loves community, who needs community. Your actions demonstrate what you really believe. Gandhi actually said, actions expresses priorities. He also said, to believe in something and not to live it is dishonest, which is what psychologists call cognitive dissonance or the state of internal conflict you can't be confident if you don't trust yourself confidence is a byproduct of congruent and successful behavior so confidence is that emotional state of someone whose prior action was intentional and accurate of the person they planned on being so who do you plan on being your present identity is based on what you said yes to yesterday your future identity is what you say yes to today. Your past identity is what you'll say yes to tomorrow. <laughs> as you change, the meaning of your past changes, as does the memory of it. Your past can be redeemed by positive future decisions. Your present can make sense when you say yes to only that which you aspired to be like, and your future is as bright as your faith. Damn, that's a mind melt. Are you still with me? Am I still with me? Yeah, okay. Let's get back to saying yes. What you say yes to is what you do. What you do begets the life you live. But who you are is what dictates what you say yes to. You know what? This reminds me of the Julie Taymor movie, Across the Universe, which, by the way, was one of my favorite movies. Do not judge me. But there's two characters in one of the early dinner scenes. I think it's one of the main characters and his uncle. The fact that I can't remember his name right now is going to kill me. Anyway, the progressive borderline beat hippie adds flair to the notion that who you are dictates what you do, whereas the straight-laced uncle figure leans into the counterpoint that what you do is who you are. I remember him literally being like, no, 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 no. Who you are dictates what you do. And the guy goes, no. I think his name was Samuel or something. He's like, what you do dictates who you are. And I remember at the time, I favored the hippie. Now I see that both are right. Who you are, your values, drives what you say yes to, what you do. Thus, who you are and what you do are the same. And what does this mean, folks? You're living in alignment with the vision of your life. I guess I wouldn't say that one is really right or wrong. I tend to lean in the direction that who you are dictates what you do. Because to me, that's living an inside out life. That is using what is known and available to you to create the life outside of you. I would maybe suggest that what you do dictates who you are as being a more outside-in type life. Your external circumstances, the external forces, kind of everything outside of yourself is is deciding who you then become. And I personally have found that an inside-out life tends to be a little bit more fulfilling. We elevate our energy when we tell ourselves that something is possible. When life hasn't provided the puzzle piece you believe you need to be happy, often it's because you're forcing an outdated value in an updated vision. And what is that vision? Guys, guess what? It's your purpose. (laughs) It's that feeling in that flavor of what you're here to do, what you really want to be doing, how you really want to be spending your time on this earth. It's that flavor in your daydreams. It's that key word in your Pinterest search. It is that algorithm that keeps finding you. Again, it's a flavor of the life you really want to be living. Speaking of flavor, let's talk about your special sauce. (laughs) We talked a lot about purpose up in here, but let's get back to values. Even though there's a vast variety of values you likely identify with or feel that you are often practicing, I'm gonna surprise you in suggesting what I mentioned before, that it's really in five core values that we are really living in full alignment with at any given time, any more than five, and you run the slight risk of losing balance in how you show up and follow through to be the person you wanna be and say you are. And as I've kind of been threading here, values are basically the flavors of the special sauce that is, well, you. (laughs) What would your life be like without your core values? What's your life like without awareness of your core values? What's your life like without awareness of your deeper desire? It's kind of a good way to see how life would taste if you removed a key flavor. What dish are you serving? (laughs) I joke to loved ones and clients often pointing out that the world needs their special sauce. And go ahead and make fun of me now, but I guarantee you the notion and concept of your special sauce is going to appear in your life more than you ever thought it would now that you've heard this. (laughs) I wait for the expected look of confusion, then continue by pointing out that every person possesses certain unique qualities, right? When we harness those qualities in alignment with our values, we become really powerful. So you're already equipped with these internal talents, these internal skills. When we hone what's important to us, what makes us feel fulfilled, then we're kind of working with our like superhero sauce. When we get clear on our identity recipe, We whip up a special sauce that gets to be lathered on the world, creating a really profound sensory experience that will keep other people and the universe wanting more. Now, we all know that bottle of hot sauce or whatever, whatever condiment, whatever sauce, if you don't consume sauces, bear with me, okay? You have at one point in your life, I'm sure. So let's just go with it. We all know that bottle of hot sauce that we just can't get enough of, right? We literally like use it up into the last drop. We order more to have in the pantry waiting for us. Like everyone has that sauce that you're just kind of like, oh God, this makes everything better. Well, that can be you, okay? Sounds a little out there, but you can be the special sauce that gets lathered on another person's life that enhances and brings out their unique flavors and their unique essence and their unique talents That special sauce that gets lathered on the world so that the world can experience a flavor-filled blast of your unique essence and magic. I mean, guys, like, yeah, we all know that bottle of hot sauce. Because that company bottled their values and damn, does it taste good. And when that company is ready to mass produce and go big, when you're ready to live on purpose and live in alignment with your values and let the world know it, something else happens. You make a list of non-negotiables. Non-negotiables are not far off from values. Sometimes when envisioning your goals, your dreams and life at large, it can be easier to identify what you don't want. For example, Many people seeking a new job are often hoping to lock in a steady income, job security, and kind coworkers, right? But when you stop to think about what you don't want, what gets your blood pumping? In this example, for some, it might be, I don't want to compromise my rest and mental health rituals for a far and arduous commute. I don't want to be belittled and dismissed by a nagging boss. I don't want to feel the hours slipping by as I hazily check off my to-do list for a task I am uninspired by. Hey, I'm not knocking the need to do solid work to live a solid life. And if this sounds familiar, I'm just going to ask, if you don't want to feel these things... What do you want to feel? What are your non-negotiables? Non-negotiables are not the things you hope to acquire and manifest. They are the feelings you are unapologetic about having when it comes to those things you hope to have. A non-negotiable might sound like a steady income but I'm proposing that it might actually be the feeling of knowing you have money in the bank to pay rent every month, or knowing you have a rise of abundance so that you can travel three times a year and marvel at the world. The non-negotiable is the feeling that you are going to be marveling at something beautiful because you set yourself up for success in that workplace with a steady income. It's that feeling that I refuse to feel lack or scarcity or fear. Instead, my non-negotiable is knowing I have enough to eat all the time, knowing I have enough for gas all the time, because these knowings, these feelings of security permit you to be really clear about what you sign up for. The non-negotiable is the practical agreement of your values. If one of your values is, let's say, safety, then a steady income is a means to provide you with the life experience that safety provides. For some, it might be paying the rent without a second thought. Let's talk about friendship. Maybe your value is self-actualization. Poof. The value is the drive. You want to understand yourself as much as you can. This supports you to feel fulfilled, happy, joyful, pleasure, in alignment. There's that pleasure and purpose kicking in. Thus, friendships with individuals who ask supportive active, and probing growth-oriented questions are a means to your value of self-actualization. Friends who never ask what's going on in your world are not. The non-negotiable is having friends who are growth-oriented. In this case, who are interested and invested in getting to know you beyond the surface. What you don't want our friends who don't give a shit. An easy way to break down your non-negotiables are to ask yourself, what are you a no for? As mentioned, sometimes this is easier because we have evidence of experiences where maybe we didn't receive what we expected or hoped for or we were left with emotional scars of experiences we wish we could rewrite. From this pain, we can mine out the feelings we do want to have and be specific from that place about what our non-negotiables are, right? We kind of have to fail and get hurt to learn what not to do again. And in learning what not to do again, we kind of have to set ourselves up for success. This is not your manifesting wish list. This is not your list to Santa. These are not the things you want surrounding you. These are the ways that you get those things. This is the fine print in the contract with the universe. This is where you get to be specific about what you are willing to show up for, collaborate with, and donate your energy towards. I keep referring to this journey metaphor, so let's just lean in. If pleasure is your guide, purpose is your destination, values are your north stars, and non-negotiables are like your compass. Don't let me confuse you though. Pleasure, as I often refer to, or radical self-permission or radical self-acceptance is the call to take the journey. When I say let pleasure be your guide, I mean, that's like the siren call that says like, hey, you need to change something. Hey, this doesn't feel right. This isn't working. Something else is calling you. Pleasure is the call. Purpose is the destination. Purpose is that fulfillment. It's that sense of Idealized self and real self coming together. It's that actualization. It's that joy. And I don't really want to just say happiness because happiness isn't always the goal. Happiness is fleeting. But purpose, as we talked about in last episode, is meaning. It's deeper meaning. And really, what we're all after is deeper meaning. And if you're not, that's totally fine and that's totally cool. But come on, we're human beings. Being alive is literally the creation of meaning. So if the destination is purpose, AKA meaning, then our values get to be the North stars above us. They're always there. And your non-negotiables get to be the compass. Values are the pillars of your being that you can rely on and look to when you feel lost. They're always there. And when you source them, they always guide you to your destination, your purpose. Those desired feelings are your non-negotiables that you're clear and unapologetic about that let you know that you are following what is true and right for you. They let you know when you're following what is right for you. And when you're giving up, Or maybe settling non-negotiables i want to say aren't exactly standards but they are kind of a personal accountability system that when adhered to ultimately serve the highest good for their ability to support you staying on your path speaking of non-negotiables i never leave the house or show up to my yeses without a stay gold collective adornment Jewelry is a staple for my self-expression, and as the goddess of expression, I want to feel divine everywhere I go. From tropical retreats to posting up behind the microphone, I'm wearing a Stay Gold Collective one-of-a-kind piece. Stay Gold Collective makes jewelry you won't want to take off and don't have to. It's perfect for gifts, treasured heirlooms, or just to add to your personal collection. Stay Gold Collective provides custom pieces made with intention, like my signature golden snake necklace, Shop at staygoldcollective.com and follow the collective on the gram at staygold underscore collective. And as a loving listener, feel free to use our exclusive never expiring code GoodJuju. that's good j-u-j-u for 20% off everything always. Now back to our sacred space. Finding and living your purpose is about understanding what you love and aligning your life with it. I mean, it's the vision of your life. Let's bypass the analytic mind and give yourself permission to create a vision for your life that is in alignment with your values. Guys, this is literally all I'm ever really talking about and all I'm probably going to talk about underneath everything I do. Does that life that you envision look any different than the one you're living now? I mean, often we know what we want, but we allow ourselves to experience fear or insecurities that get in the way. Sometimes confronting ourselves <laughs> is more overwhelming than allowing ourselves to get stuck in the busy work of a life that we just happen to fall into. When you gain clarity about your values, you gain the clarity to know how you want to feel. Things like indecision, stagnation, procrastination, these roadblocks and barriers that prevent you from achieving your goals or getting you closer to your deeper desire are defense mechanisms. They are learned behavior. We pick these things up when for some reason what we tried initially didn't work. (laughs) And so then we give up and we lean into these things and they become these these attached pillars of a personality That yes, sometimes these things are a little inherent, but they are continued because we allow them. But we have the choice to change that. There's too much focus on the what when we lean into things like indecision and procrastination. Returning to your values brings you back to the how and the why. What is your why? Why do you want the life that you're envisioning? That why is kind of attached to the purpose and the pleasure and the values and the non-negotiables. In fact, it's pretty much the only thing. Your why is the underlying reason as to why you do anything. (laughs) To be blunt, I mean, there's really no way to kind of really break that down. Your why is what inspires you. It's what motivates you. It's what realigns you and redirects you back to your values. Your why is essentially the reason you're here. When you're clear about your why, you can then be clear about your how, which then leads you to be clear about the what's. This is fun, isn't it? Returning to values brings you back to the how. What you do isn't the same as how you do it. Going back to that who you are and what you do point up from earlier, who you want to be creates a vision for how to live a life full of various whats. Guys, I know I'm kind of speaking in riddles right now, but if you're still with me and we're tracking, when I say whats, I mean the external factors that many often hustle towards, forsaking their internal well being in the process. The whats are the job promotion, the relationship title, the new car, the big house, the jet setting. These are the things. These are the what's. These things are what you want. They exist in your vision. But how you achieve these things is what you are saying yes to. Because if we all could just say yes to the big house and the relationship of your dreams and the big new car, life would be pretty freaking easy. (laughs) But saying yes to how you achieve these things is what makes life fulfilling. Got it? With me? This brings up the zone of genius concept. The zone of genius is something I bring up in coaching. It's something that gets talked about a lot in these sort of um, self-development and self-help and wellness areas. The zone of genius, it's the sweet spot between what you're good at and what you love. It's a tool in the how that gets you to the what. Your zone of genius is your flow state. It's that innate place. It's like the innate place where your originality stems from. Forbes describes the zone of genius as what is most effortless for you. The important thing to recognize is that your zone of genius is not just what you're passionate about. It's not just what you like the idea of. In fact, it can often be something you may not love a whole lot initially, but it's something you recognize that you're naturally gifted at. Everyone has one, okay? Even those people right now who are like, I'm not good at anything, I don't have one of those. Yes, you do. When you can identify those skills or interests, you can capitalize on them by working on them consistently. Guys, this is what we do in coaching. Just to kind of continue giving you little tastes of this, this is not me shamelessly plugging. This is me kind of opening up and lifting the veil on what coaching gets to be. This offers you space and time to get familiar with yourself so that you have the tools to create a life on purpose, okay? The combination of innate ability and talent mixed with practice and consistency, it, it elicits profound results. It's called the zone of genius for fuck's sake. Oh, geez, sorry. The zone of genius and your vision work together in highlighting how you work towards your fulfillment. So the zone of genius is kind of working in alignment with your values and your non-negotiables and your vision versus mirroring or mimicking the perceived success, path and fulfillment of another. Your zone of genius will get you what you want. But if you try to imitate someone else's zone of genius, it doesn't really feel that good, it doesn't really taste that good, and it doesn't really get you those really good results. Okay? It's kind of why only Steve Jobs can wear the black turtleneck and pull it off. Anyone else who tries to do it just can't because it's already been done. That was his zone of genius. That worked for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a black turtleneck, but like, you get my point, right? This isn't to say that we don't borrow or try on ideas for size, but true alignment isn't being a yes for someone else's vision. So maybe now, well, hopefully you have a richer understanding of the roadmap to purpose. This is going to come up a lot in my solo sessions and interviews because it's kind of the crux of my mission is really leading you to a life of purpose, really offering you a permission slip to a life of deeper meaning. In our last episode, Mastermind Coach and one of my mentors, Mary Grace Hogan, and I discussed how living on purpose creates a life of meaning, how pleasure can be a resource, and what saying yes can do for you in the highest good of all. But I haven't really tapped into how do you know what you're a yes for? I'm going to be frank with you. This is what we would cover in coaching. But I'm going to share a little trusty tip that actually Mary Grace offered to me that I will now humbly share with you. We're going into somatic work, honey, so buckle up. Somatic work is essentially focused attention on the body or physical experiences. It's kind of checking in with the physical. So I want you to check in with your body right now. Take another deep breath if you need to. Maybe even close your eyes. And if you can, get as grounded as you are able. And in this brief moment, I want you to really give yourself permission to feel into your body. When I ask you what you are a yes for, before you jump into your mind, where do you feel the surge of energy in your body? What are you a yes for? Does the yes live in the mind, space still, in the head? Is it in the temples, your third eye, the throat, the heart, the chest, the stomach, your hands, your groin? Where does your yes energy live? Now, as if your body were a compass, Give yourself permission to decide how your body would signal a yes and how your body would signal a no to you. For me, my body so gently sways in circles when I am a yes and gently moves back and forth for a no. It's kind of like a crystal pendulum. Now, you could try this or... Like I said, feel into what is intuitive and right and true for you. What does your body do when you are a yes? Give yourself permission to let your body talk to you. What does your body do when you are a no? Now, if nothing happened, that's okay. This is a practice and one I can walk you through on deeper levels if we were to work together. At first, it can be really challenging to hear our body's wisdom. Trust me, it took me forever, but it's there. You don't have to fight hard for it. You just have to surrender to it and listen. And that's just being still with yourself. This is why things like meditation and visualization and even yoga, I mean, you don't have to be Lacking of movement to be with yourself. But this is when you're really tuning in and tuning inward. That is surrender. Let it speak to you. Your emotions are loud and demand to be heard. We've just learned to listen with headphones and filters. Ask your body what it is feeling and it will tell you. Ask it what it needs and it will tell you. What are you a yes for? When you're faced with a challenging decision or probing question, a big fear, a choice, a risk or anything in between, try the body pendulum technique and see what your body has to say about it. Usually, what your body responds to is in alignment with your vision, which as you guessed it, is a direct response to your values. You know when something is a yes. When it's a hell yes, your body lights up. Your mind will focus on the thing. And it's as if you don't really even have to make a choice. The choice has been made. Yeses live inside of us because of all these things I'm weaving together. The values and the vision and the non-negotiables, all these things are working in tandem to give you signals when something is meant for you to say yes to it. And when something is a no, you know. When you don't want to do something, when something is not aligned for you, when something is not meant for you, you don't usually move towards it. And if you do, you'll probably sense that resistance and that hesitation, that trepidation, or that that pressure, that sense of something not being right. But when you're a hell yes, you're a hell yes. There's really nothing stopping you from showing up for that thing fully. And that's sort of what I'm, Tapping into when I say, trust your body's wisdom. Your body knows what to say yes to and it knows what to say no to. Like I said, just listen. Now, I decided to lean into this topic this week because my body was a yes for it. I couldn't shake this topic from my mind. So I knew it must be in alignment with my highest self, my vision, my values, and thus the highest good of all. So I surrendered to it and I let it flow. My zone of genius? well, it's expression, of course. So in doing so, I am serving my purpose, my fulfillment, my pleasure, as well as hopefully serving the higher being in you. Now we enter into a full moon this week, as well as shift into the astrological new year, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Yes, the astro calendar says we have technically, well, astrologically just begun 2023. The early months of January and February reform us into resolutions, but we're actually resolving energy from 2022 in those months still. It isn't until this time in March that we begin a new trip around the galaxy. And with that, we are invited into another opportunity to reclaim what we most desire for ourselves. We can begin again. I mean, I know it probably doesn't feel like it, especially once we get the momentum of the year going, But who doesn't want a chance to sort of start over again at any point? We can plant more seeds or watch the old ones blossom. We can invite fresh energy or revel in the gratitude of the energy that has gotten us here, or we can do it all. You can be a yes for it all. I'm seeing the need for this awareness right now more than ever. We're upgrading our processing systems after years of being on pause. We're seeing the effects of global changes happening at rapid pace. We're craving the opportunities to rest. We want permission. We want self-acceptance. We want to be. Just an hour before recording this actually, I found myself casually and naturally sharing these sentiments with a dear friend who's going through a really rough time in rough waters of a major career change in which I simply asked her, what are you a yes for? What are your non-negotiables? It was easy to point out to her that what she's currently saying yes to is not what she is a yes for. What she is doing is not how she wants to live. So we go back to basics. We revisit the values list, give ourselves permission to create a vision, and lather on that special sauce so we can cook up something magical. We enter into new moon territory in two weeks. A great amount of time for you to get clear on your values, revisit your vision, lock in those non-negotiables, and show up to what you are a yes for. There is plenty of time to tell you what I am a yes for. But, for now, I will share that I am a yes for this portal of permission as it deeply aligns with my values. Truth. Freedom. Service, growth, and self-expression. That's my special sauce. And I lovingly lather it all over the world. I beam you a mighty yes to do the same. Now let's grok it. At the end of every episode, I like to close the portal with a segment called, Do You Grok It? To grok is to intuitively understand and embody something without explanation or guidance. It's a feeling you can identify even if it's not fully yours. After these convos, I want to check in. I talked a lot today about the importance of knowing what makes you you. What do you stand for? What are you willing to show up for and surrender to? What are you not willing to compromise yourself on? I dive into the notion of your body's wisdom and learning how to trust it. Your internal navigation system is one that we sometimes ignore, but it's the one that gets you to exactly where you really want to go. To maximize the full experience of tapping into your body's wisdom, the body compass, and discovering your zone of genius, I lovingly encourage you to check out my website, IAmJuliaHenning.com, so that we can collaborate on your yes and transcend together. In this episode, we're talking about the radical acceptance of living in your true values. I talk a lot about this journey metaphor in today's episode and the reason why I keep bringing this up is it's really a philosophical foundation of a lot of the things that come up in coaching and that come up in sort of the way I talk about being a human being and the human condition. But really what I want you to take away from today is that when you get clear on all these things that make up you, you've concocted and created and bottled that special sauce, that essence of yourself that can be applied to every choice you make and everything you do. What are your top five values? What are you a yes for? I offer you permission to find out. Also, can I just add how aligned the tarot card poll was for this? Looking back, I have to admit how in accordance the reading was for this topic. That, my friends, is some good juju. It literally talked all about how do you govern yourself? How do you say yes and no? And what are you willing to open yourself up to when you have clarity and a structure and system that works for you? Do you grok it? Hey, pleasure seekers. I hope you guys vibed out to this episode. If you feel called to, please download, leave a review, or share with a loved one. The ripple effect of these actions not only support me, but support others in discovering the permission that awaits them. Think of it as an act of love. If you're looking to connect with me personally or are interested in my coaching services and events, you can find me online at IamJuliaHenning.com or on Instagram at IamJuliaHenning tag me in the hashtag permission portal on your social media when you're listening and let's vibe ready for the next permission portal look out for new episodes every wednesday and thank you all for tuning in and tuning inward as always it has been my pleasure